You are listening to Gateway to Dreams, and on this episode, I'm going to share how a prophetic dream of mine came to pass and how my book was published. I pray it encourages you. Have you ever had a dream that left you excited, confused, or even afraid? Do you wonder where dreams come from or what to do about them? Welcome to Gateway to Dreams, where we explore and simplify dreams God's way in three simple steps with author and international speaker, Teresa Ward. Teresa will not only help you interpret your own dreams, but she'll also show you how learning to interpret will help you recognize how God is speaking to you all the time. Get ready to be encouraged. Now, here's your host and spiritual tour guide, Teresa Ward. Hey, welcome to this episode of Gateway to Dreams. I'm your host, Teresa Ward, and in this episode, I'm going to share a really cool testimony I have about a prophetic dream I had in 2004 that took 12 years to come to pass. I really hope it encourages you. So before we get started, though, I want to remind you to hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts from. And also, if you could, leave us a positive review and rating. Um, if you feel like you can do so. I also want to encourage you to share this episode with other people because there's a lot of people who have had prophetic dreams that have not come to pass yet, and it can get discouraging. I mean, mine took 12 years to come to pass, and in Scripture, Joseph's dream took 13 years. So, sometimes we kind of, you know, question if, if that dream was from God or not. So, I just want to encourage you to uh, rem- remind you to share this, this, this episode. So, let me just get started and jump right in. Uh, today I'm going to share with you this dream I had, and this dream happened in 2004. I think it was like March of 2004, and I it was three weeks before I went out to uh, meet John Paul Jackson for the first time and take his courses, and so I had this dream, and in the dream, um, and just I want to give you a little bit of a backdrop. So years ago, I used to work for Universal Pictures and MCA Records, and I handled the largest distribution account called Ingram Entertainment. And so that that's just a little bit of backdrop because I am familiar with who Ingram is. They distributed um, movies and books and music. And so that's a little bit of a backdrop. The other backdrop is that John Paul Jackson, uh, who was the head of Streams Ministries, and he was an incredible dream interpreter, um, he had a tape series, a cassette tape. That's how old. <laughs> that's how old this was. Um, he had cassette tapes, and one of them was called um, "Passage to Intimacy," and so that's in this dream. So I just wanted to give you a little bit of a backdrop before I got started. So let me just share this dream with you. So in March, I believe it was around March of 2004, three weeks before I go to meet John Paul Jackson and get his teaching on dream interpretation, I have this dream, and in the dream, I see his book, uh, Passage to Intimacy. And actually, in, in the natural, it's not really a book, it's a tape series. But in my dream, it was a book, and it was the cover of his tape series. It was green, it had a row of trees, um, it and it said Passage to Intimacy. Right next to it in the dream was my book, and my book was the exact cover of what his book was, only mine was purple, his was green, and instead of passage to intimacy, mine said intimate passage. And that was a riddle. A lot of times in dreams, you're going to get incredible riddles, and they sometimes are very difficult to figure out. And God spoke this way all through Scripture. And so, 
I couldn't, I was, I was looking at the two books and I was looking through, my book was really thick. It was, it was a very fat book and I was thumbing through the pages and I was looking for my name. I was like, I know this is my book, but I don't know where my name is on this book. And I kept looking on the cover. I looked on the back cover, couldn't find it. Uh, I kept flipping through the pages and then I get to the very last page of this book and on the inside back cover it said ingram entertainment and then it had the address 50 and i can't remember what the street name was and um i knew you know it said ingram entertainment was the distributor and so um there was something else at the end of the dream having to do with marriage i had to learn something about marriage or there was an issue in a marriage and i couldn't I didn't understand the end of that dream. Well, when I woke up from this dream, there was a lot more to the dream, but that that's the essence of the dream. And when I woke up, I absolutely, without a doubt, knew I was going to have a book published. And um, three weeks later, I go to meet John Paul Jackson in New Hampshire, and I'm going to take two of his courses there back to back. And he was teaching them at the time. Um, before he got too busy to do all the classes. Um, and I, the last day of his classes, um, he was, they were packing up the book tables. And I walk in, the last day, he prophesies over everyone. And so there's a big long line of everybody who had attended. They're in line to be, get a prophetic word from John Paul Jackson. And I'm almost at the end of the line and I'm watching the book table get packed up. Well, all the boxes said Ingram Entertainment. And I was like, whoa, that's kind of crazy. Now, I have to remind you, for those of you who have not listened to one of my, a couple of my very first episodes, I shared my testimony, how I got into dream interpretation. Um, but I am a recovering Baptometh, Catholicostal, non-denominational. <laughs> and at the time, I, and that just means I went to a lot of denominations and a lot of different ch- types of churches. But at the time I came to this uh, event for that John Paul was doing, I knew nothing about the prophetic. I was a Baptist at the time, and we just were not really exposed to um, a lot of, you know, prophetic words and prophetic dreams, and so I didn't really know this. So, for me to walk in and see Ingram Entertainment on the boxes, and I had just had it in a dream, was kind of like, whoa, that's kind of cool. And so, I'm in line, and I get up to John Paul, and he's prophesying over me, and the first thing he says is, oh my goodness, you're going to be an incredible writer, you're going to be incredibly successful. And he just kept saying, wow, 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 I can't believe this, you know, and he's just, he was like, congratulations. <laughs> and um, and by the way, that hasn't happened yet, so go buy my book, so I'm incredibly successful. <laughs> I'm kidding, but... And not kidding all at the same time. But no, but seriously, so he, I had seen the Ingram boxes and then he had prophesied that I would publish a book. Now, he didn't know about my dream. I had just had a dream three weeks prior. And he's telling me, you're going to write books and you're going to be successful. And I had just had the dream. And remember, I'm not exposed to the prophetic. So this is all kind of a crazy experience for me. And I'm, I'm excited and I'm taken back and, you know, I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to write about. I don't know about anything right now. Um, but I was still wondering, like, what was the, the, um, what was the riddle? You know, in, in my dream, his book said, passage to intimacy and mindset, intimate passage. And I kept asking the Lord, what is the difference? Why the subtle difference, um, you know, with, uh, the difference in the title. And it took me 
two years to figure the riddle out. I was so, and one day I just remember I was so frustrated. I was like, Lord, I've been asking you about this for so long. I don't understand, you know, why the the subtle difference. And I, I felt like he said, say it out loud. And I, he said, say the titles out loud. And I said, passage to intimacy. And then he said, okay, and what's yours? And I said, intimate passage. And he asked me, what is the difference between your title? How is your title different than his? And I said, in mine, intimacy comes first. And then I heard it. I heard it in my heart and in my spirit. What God was telling me is, intimacy comes first before your passage into your destiny. And then he told me, he said, I want you to tell people, don't chase your destiny. He said, have them pursue God, not their destiny. And when you pursue God, your destiny will overtake you. And he was telling me personally just to focus on him and that my destiny destiny would automatically happen. And so, that was in 2004. Well, in 2008, um, I had totally forgotten about this. I didn't forget about it, but you know, I just was going to let it happen if it was going to happen. I I didn't really feel like I knew enough to write a book or anything. And I had been feeling kind of discouraged. And, you know, another little backdrop I've said in a previous episode is the Lord showed me that the number two often means established. In other words, a thing is going to happen. It's been established. And so, in 2008, I can't, I think it was probably around March, around the same same time of year, um, I had two different days apart, two different publishers um, contact me and ask me to write a book. <laughs> now, this is fascinating and totally God, because for those of you who have been wanting to publish a book, you know that usually it doesn't work like that. The, the way you normally get a book published is that you write a manuscript and then you submit it to hundreds of publishers hoping one will pick it up. I hadn't even written a book yet, and I really just feel like it was the Lord just encouraging me that it was going to happen, you know? So, I had two publishers, two days apart, contact me and ask me to write the book. Well, I, uh, one of the publishers, um, I felt more lean to go towards, and I said, you know, just let me, um, let me I, I couldn't even believe they had found me. Like, I had, they had found me just because I had done a conference uh, in Columbia, South Carolina, and uh, they, they contacted me and, and had asked me to write a book. And so, I um, went to God in prayer, and I just I, I told the publisher, I said, I just need to pray about it. And I prayed that night, and I had a dream, believe it or not. <laughs> I dream all night, every night, so it's kind of a joke. But I had a dream, and in the dream... Uh, the Lord told me to keep my copyright. And I woke up and I was like, God, I don't know anything about like publishing a book. I don't know if they will even allow you to do that. So, I'll ask though. So, I went back, I called the publisher back and I said, I had a dream and the Lord says I'm supposed to keep my copyright. And they said, well, we normally don't do that because, you know, it belongs to us and, you know, we promote it, we market it and whatever. And I said, well, you know, if I can't keep the copyright, then I can't do it because, you know, I have to obey the Lord. And so, a couple days went by, and they got back to me, and they said, you know, we're going to let you keep the copyright. Uh, we're going to make an exception and let you keep the copyright. So, she said, you know, can we can we have you sign the agreement now? Will you write the book now? And I said, well, let me just pray about it one more time, because I want to make sure, you know, nothing else is an issue. So, I went to sleep that night, and I was told, do a one-book deal, not a three-book deal. The publisher was offering me a three-book deal, and... 
And so I, you know, in the dream, the Lord said only one, not three. And he said, you know, he had his own purposes for that. And uh, I'm not going to share that right now. But um, anyway, I wake up and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, who in their right mind wants a one book deal instead of a three book deal, <laughs> you know, and at the time, all of I had a, a several um, of my peers getting their books published. And so I was really excited. I was wanting me to get published and, you know, three books, you know, and I, but I had to tell them, I said, I called him back and I said, I had a dream. God said only one book, not three. And I don't understand why. I said, but, you know, um, That's what he said. And they said, well, we normally don't do that because if your first book is successful, we want the rights to the next two. You know, we don't want you to go off and go to somebody, some another uh, publisher. And so I said, well, then I can't do it because, you know, this is what God said and I have to obey the Lord. And so they were kind of shocked and a couple days go by and they get back to me and they're like, well, you know what, we're going to make an exception and they said, but would you please at least just give us a call if you do books, you know, two and three, give us first option. And I said, of course. So um, they said, okay, can we sign the contract now? And I said, well, let me just pray about it one more time. And uh, I, I went to bed that night and I prayed and I had another dream. And the Lord said, tell them not now. And I was like, are you kidding me, God? When I woke up, I was so upset. <laughs> I was like, if you're telling me no now, why did you have me jump through these hoops about the copyright and about uh, only a one book deal and not a three book deal? And um, I didn't understand it. And But I, I know the voice of the Lord and I knew I had to obey. And I was really bummed because I'm watching my friends get their books published. And, you know, and I'm really excited about this. And it had already, you know, taken four years up to this point. And so... Um, I was, you know, I had to go back to the publisher and I just said, I am so humbled that you offered this to me. And I have to tell you, you know, I don't understand this. You know, I dream, obviously you approached me. Um, but I will just tell you that the Lord said, it's not a no, it's a not right now. Now is not the time. And so they were discouraged, you know, but they were very gracious and really good to me. And they just said, well, would you just call us when you feel like God says it's okay. And I said, of course, I would, you know, be humbled to do that. And thank you so much. And so, um, so that was that. So another, uh, let's see, that was in 2008. It was 2014. And that many years had gone by. So now it's 2014 in January. And I have this dream. And in the dream, There's a lot more to the dream than I'm going to share, but I'm going to give you the essence to the dream. So in January of 2014, I have a dream, and in the dream, Bob Jones, the prophet, uh, some of you don't know who he is. He he has gone to be with the Lord now, but at the time, he was alive, and he was a a very incredible seer and prophet of God that... kind of a sort of a mentor to me. He was John Paul Jackson's, one of John Paul Jackson's mentors, in fact. Um, but he, in the dream, Bob Jones dies. And I'm at Morningstar at Bob's funeral. And while I'm there, I'm just worshiping and an angel of God uh, comes up to me and uh, they're so excited that I'm there. And the angel takes me around this wall 
and takes me around the corner and introduces me to a publisher. And the publisher has a stack of orders waiting on my book. And the angel says, now's the time. And so I, you know, the publisher, we walked down the hall and there were some other things that happened. Um, The rest of the dream is not relevant. But basically, when I woke up, I knew that that dream was a prophetic dream and it was a timing dream. I knew that what God was saying is, when Bob passes away, right around the corner, a publisher is going to contact you and it will be time to publish the book. And so I was just waiting. I didn't, there was nothing in the dream to tell me, you know, what, what time, but I thought it might happen quickly because it was right around the corner in the dream. And so that dream was like in January. Well, 30 days, almost 30 days to the day that I had the dream, Bob dies on Valentine's Day. And that was 30 days, about 30 days from my, my dream. And so his funeral was at Morningstar. And so I went to Morningstar to go to his funeral. And there was some really cool stuff that even happened with that. Um, but um, the, uh, so 30 days after that, um, I had the publisher call me back from years ago, the same publisher. And they called back and they said, uh, Teresa, have you ever written your book? And I said, no. And they said, we're still interested. Would you consider uh, writing the book now? And I I said, yes, I don't even have to pray about it. (laughs) I said, I had a dream in January. And the Lord said after Bob dies, you know, a publisher basically would be contacting me and that it was time. And so, yes, I I will do this. And I'm so excited. It's now 2014. 12 years have gone by. So I'm thinking, I'm so excited, I'm thinking it's finally here, and I'm going over the contract, and we're negotiating back and forth on some things, and so it was taking a couple days. Well, do you know that two days after I got the offer to write my book, my ex-husband asked me for a divorce, and now I have a quandary, because if I sign this contract, he's going to get half for the rest of my life, so I can't sign the contract. And so, um, it was it was crazy. So the cutoff they they only publish twice a year, and so the publisher was like, "If we don't get this contract signed immediately, we're going to miss this April publishing deadline, and then you're going to have to wait till August until we do the next thing." And I said, "Well, I I can't sign anything right now. I'm just going to have to trust God." So I had to I had to decline and miss that publishing date, and. Um, that was devastating because it it postpones it postpones it about a year and a half when you do that because then the marketing you have to do the cover you have to do the editing you know everything involved so it's not like it's just missed by a couple months so it, my ex-husband wouldn't move out of the house because he knew I was trying to sign the contract so he refused to move out for a long time so august is coming around and the publisher says you know you have to sign this agreement by August 1st, or we're going to have to postpone it again till next spring. And I said, well, I don't know what to tell you. He hasn't moved out yet. You know, so it, um, August 1st came and the publisher's like, we got to do this. I said, I can't. He hasn't moved out. And I'm just going to have to trust the Lord. And so, um, uh, the, the, she, she was like, you know what, Teresa, we do believe this is God. We're going to go ahead and start marketing your book. 
Now, people, that's just ridiculously incredible. First of all, they asked me to, to write a book before it's ever written, and now they're going to start marketing it before it's ever written. It's not even written yet. And they're already starting the marketing materials and stuff. And so 19 days later, uh, to make a long story short, my ex-husband finally moved out, and I only had two and a half weeks to write this book and got it done on my, I had to, at the time, I had to take a, another full-time job to get through the divorce. I was so blessed. My publisher gave me an advance so I could pay attorneys, and it was it, just such a God thing. And um, I was recording the book voice to text on my lunch hour. <laughs> it was crazy. We have some mistakes in the book and stuff, but um, it, it, God gets all the glory. And I just wanted to share this testimony with you today because some of you have had uh, prophetic dreams that have not come to pass yet. And I don't want you to give up on those dreams. I want you to keep praying about them and pressing into them. And you know what? I used to say this happened in spite of me, not because of me. But I just met somebody this last weekend, and they said, you know, I used to say that too. And somebody corrected me and said, no, God loves you so much that this happened because of you, not in spite of you. And I loved that. That is that is the love and the grace of God. And so I really hope this uh, this encourages you that you can't miss God, you can't miss your destiny, you know, if you are pursuing the Lord. But I want to also remind you, I was tested. My faith was tested. I could have stepped out in pride because I wanted my book published, but God knew how it was going to end. He knew my marriage would end because he knew the decisions my ex-husband was going to make and 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 everything. And so, you know what? Um you have to trust the Lord, and your faith will be, your obedience will be tested. Had I done it back then in my own power, for the rest of my life, my ex-husband would be getting half of all my income on the book. So, God knows what He's talking about. If He says no to something, it's for your good. Always, it's for your good. He knows the end from the beginning, and you have to trust Him. And I also want to remind you that prophetic dreams sometimes take time to come to pass and look the opposite of what they're declared to be. And that's why God gives you a dream or a vision to hang on to. Um, you know, and in Scripture, I just want to remind you, Joseph had a dream, and it took 13 years before his came to pass. And so, I just I hope this encourages you, and I pray God blesses you above and beyond all you could ask or imagine. Thanks for listening today. Make sure to get a copy of Teresa's book, Gateway to Dreams, Three Simple Steps to Dream Interpretation, on Amazon or at a bookstore near you. If they don't have it, ask them to carry it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Gateway to Dreams. Until next time, may God bless you above and beyond. The information shared on this podcast is the sole opinion of above and beyond and is not to be used as medical advice. If you need professional help, consult with a professional therapist or physician.